The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Get We demand competition. This is the phenomenal one. H.O. Styles, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. And you're listening to Wrestling News Live. Howdy, folks. This is good old J.R. Jim Ross of the WWE. And you're listening to Wrestling News Live. It's showtime, folks! Police officer here? I told you you were too loud. Evidently, the cops are actually here. Here, your host, Trey, JSK, and Arnold. That was then. This is now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the two-time wrestling radio show of the year, Wrestling News Live, with the bad boys of wrestling radio, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is I, the iconic Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay. And guess what? I'm not by myself. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome the host of Wrestling News Live. The Trey Dog is here. What's up? Where my dogs at? Where my dogs at? God damn it's good to be back on the air again. I'm telling you what, I've been nervous for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> like it's the first show we ever did. Well, in a way, it kind of is. I mean, it's the first show that you and I have ever done of Wrestling News Live. So, in a lot of ways, it is the virgin broadcast of Wrestling News Live version 2.0. That's right. The maiden voyage of a new era. First things first, let's start off by saying, you know, today is a day that many of us will never forget um when we discussed what would be the best time to bring the show back um originally uh i think jj and i thought that the monday night wars would start on the first and they they button hooked us and they started on the eighth <laughs> but with you know everything that you know was going on behind the scenes um, today is the day that JSK passed away three years ago, so we thought in his honor, um, and we know we I know beyond a shadow of a doubt with everything that's gone down, um, if he were still here today and, and just couldn't talk, that he would support my decision of making JJ Sexy a full-time partner in Wrestling News Live, 
uh, he would be 100% for it. And so that's kind of another reason why we wanted to launch on March the 1st. And here we are. And we've got a lot to get to tonight. I mean, we've got more than just wrestling-related things to get to tonight. We've got things to do with the network. We've got things to do with this show. We've got things to do with, you know, several other I, I believe due to um, our crack staff at you know, our, our new news source that we have exclusive audio to Wrestling News Live tonight. You won't hear this audio anywhere else, ladies and gentlemen. It is exclusive to Wrestling News Live, and we've been sitting on this audio for a week when we could have really promoted it to other news networks and we're talking news that would go all the way to Larry King. You know, the 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 the, the Fox News reporters, the CNN people that like to get their hands on anything negative to do with the wrestling world. We have some of that footage. We have audio footage that nobody else has, and you'll hear it tonight on the show concerning the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Well, wow, hold on a second. Back up just a little bit. Did, did I hear you right? Did you say we have something to talk about? A network? We're a network? When did this we are, happen? We are an unofficial network of misfit shows. Wow. We're a network it's, now. It's kind of funny because there's so much that has gone on behind the scenes here. Between myself and JJ, we have really, I don't know if you noticed it or not, you should, but we have really, really, really worked our asses off to make ourselves a new nest. And it amazes me, and it amazes JJ, I'm sure, as well. It amazes me that what we have started and the idea that we have had in our head I say we've worked our asses off but with very little effort on our part we have a really good thing going here and it's getting bigger every freaking day and I'll postpone any more announcements on that until JJ's ready I'll let him do that when he's when he's good and ready but uh, won't you tell the folks about our, our, our official news source well, the official news source of, of course, Wrestling News Live, uh, from headlocks to headlines.com. Very good news source. We thank them. Uh, we've had a partnership with them ever since, uh, really, the uh, beginning of January. And, you know, they're, they're very new to the Internet. They've only been around since about November. Uh, so we've, we really have built a lot of new relationships with this uh, quote unquote network that we've built. Uh, Jim- is the only one that does not want to call it a network. Mark Mashark, Internet Dave, myself, I, I believe Harmony is even on the network kick. But you're the only one that wants to say it's not a network. Actually, Harmony's not on the network kick. She's the okay. one that, that really okay. toes the line about it not being a network. But regardless of what she thinks, we are... I think Harmony's reasons for it not being a network are personal. I think so, too. Because if it's a network, then that means you work more than you're free. Yeah, I guess that's a good way of looking at it. And she wants some JJ penis time. <laughs> well, she can have all that she wants. That's not a big kind issue. Of hard to produce, kind of hard to produce a show while you're getting some ass. You know what I mean? 
Well, I could. It just wouldn't be a very good show. Right, right. And we would not do that to any of our network partners. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Oh, you know, with that said, uh, I do want to talk a little bit about some of the partnerships that we've made aside from uh, from headlockstoheadlines.com. We also have made, and Trey, you helped out a lot on this, so I want your help on this one. Um, We have actually brought a couple new shows that I think are going to be debuting this week. One of which I know tomorrow night, and we're going to we're going to bring somebody on here in just a few minutes to discuss that before we get into any major details with uh, Monday Night Raw tonight. But uh, I would like to uh, go ahead and hand this over to Trey while I set some things up. Why don't you go ahead and make the big announcement of who's joined with us? Okay, um, I made some connections while hosting the Audio Wrestling Awards this year. Which again, thank you to Brian from AudioWrestling.com. Uh, you're there's probably people listening on that website right now as well as we are simulcast on AudioWrestling.com, and we are starting another tenure, another new venture with the gang over at AudioWrestling.com. Brian has been nothing but cool at helping us out, and he also has about three or four years worth of Wrestling News Live archives that will soon, if not you know within the next day or so, be available to the public. And just stay tuned to WrestlingNewsLive.tk on the front page news section, and I will let you know all about that. Um, But in hosting those awards, it was really kind of what made me decide I wanted to come back. You know, I I wasn't ready to retire yet. I thought about it really, really hard. I thought about it. Um, But doing the awards and and the people that I talked to, the listeners that I talked to on Facebook and other shows' chat rooms kind of brought me out of that funk real quick. Um. But in that audio wrestling award, you know, wrestling radio award show of the year, you know, we, I had a chance to make some connections there, and you know, I thought to myself, if, and I, and I saw the writing on the wall because I saw shows that were coming over to our side of the woods with the already established Sunday night showdown, the Sunday night showdown quick picks on Saturday, um, then you had unplugged on Tuesday. We'd already agreed to bring Wrestling News Live back on Mondays. And at that point, I think I twisted J.J.'s arm a little bit, and I said, hey, you know, why don't we do this the way I wanted to do this a long time ago? You know, we got the Rewind to come over on Saturday. We're only missing maybe a two- or three-day little venture here from having a full-blown, you know, network where we have at least one thing live every night of the week. And we're, we're, we're even after I tell you what we tell you tonight, we're still not done. Um, but we were lucky enough to get the Carnage crew, the People's Choice Award winner at the award show, to join the network on Tuesdays. They will go on, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and we'll get Rick to talk about that in a little bit. If I'm not mistaken, the Carnage crew will go on at 7 and lead basically right into Unplugged on Tuesdays. Uh, and then we've got, through a partnership with uh, Wrestling-Radio.com, the O Show, hosted by Danny O and Big Daddy Donnie, they're coming over on Thursdays, I believe. And uh, we'll get more info on that. They're debuting on March the 4th, so that'll be their big debut 
of this year as they took a hiatus as well. So, as of right now, where we stand, you're going to have basically Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. You'll have, well, provided there's a pay-per-view on Sunday. When there's a pay-per-view on Sunday, you'll have Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday all right here on SundayNightShowdown.com. And you'll be able to listen to all these shows absolutely free of charge. And it's just a, a, a plan in motion that we're not done with yet. We're still looking to uh, add the lounge after WrestleMania. The lounge will come on and do uh, Wednesdays, I believe. And uh, we'll have them on Wednesdays. Then we'll have, you know, a show here and a show there to fill out the rest of our lineup, and we'll be good to go. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, with that said, guys, I want to bring on uh, Rick from Carnage Crew to kind of talk about this new partnership we've got going on. Rick, are you with me? Hello. It's uh, a great honor to uh, be the first guest on the new uh, Wrestling News Live. I've been a fan for many years, as you guys know. And... Uh, yeah, so thank you so much for having me uh, come by. Uh, I'm real excited to be a part of the new thing, uh, network, no network, whatever it's going to be. Uh, for those of you who don't know me that well, um, been around a long time. Uh, JJ and Trey know that. Uh, we've done a whole bunch of different shows, but this new Carnage Crew show that we've been doing for about a year, uh, we've done it terrestrially. Now we're doing it mainly on the Internet just because um, – we like to do two to three hours of content, have good wrestling interviews, and we don't like to make the guys, you know, not swear or whatever. If that's the way they like to speak. So it's uh, real exciting. And then, of course, doing something with Sunday Night Showdown and Wrestling News Live and all the other great shows that are going to be here S- sounds good to me because they're all well-produced by professionals, guys who've been around a long time, and uh, it couldn't be a better situation to start something new with guys that are in the position you guys are in. Well, and it's good to have you aboard. You know, quite frankly, when uh, Trey got a hold of me and uh, you messaged me and we worked the, the fine print out, the details, if you will, I'm psyched, man. I'm looking forward to this partnership. There's a lot of new things that we're going to do down the pike with this whole network that's not a network. I'm telling you, it's good times. <laughs> the network of misfit motherfuckers right off the bat. Misfit motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh, that's one thing I did want to point out about Carnage Crew is uh, we, we're we very terrestrial friendly, so you won't, it won't be as hard edge as some of the others, but um, something to listen, give us a shot. Come by Tuesday nights. Eight, we'll be on at 8 Eastern, which is 7 uh, Central. So, And we'll, we usually do two to three hours, and then we should be able to do a lead into the, what is, what's the Monday night show? Uh, I'm sorry, the Tuesday night show called Unplugged? Uh, it's Unplugged. Unplugged. And uh, so you have, what, four hours of free, free, free is the best price, right? Free content uh, right here. It's Sunday Night Showdown, uh, no network, network. So it's exciting, and uh, hopefully in the coming weeks we'll be able to um, launch some shoutcasts and some some mobile streaming and some podcasts. And I know for the, when I did the WrestlingNewsLive.tk, all that stuff is available there there now. Also, the Twitter and the Facebook and and the iTunes and the f- our, everything everything you would want in terms of a radio show. WrestlingNewsLive.tk has it. So everything Wrestling News Live right there. So very exciting to be a part of this. 
And one thing was cracking me up before I came on with you guys was that the intro had one of my favorite clips of all time from the show is when, uh, I don't remember what the cir- circumstances was, but all I remember is you got really excited, Trey, and you were screaming and going nuts, and you thought your wisdom, it would be a good idea to scream your apartment w- number out your window, and they called the police on you. It was hilarious. You yeah, that? that's, uh, that's the infamous C-23 bitches. Yeah, right out the window. What ha- was, it, who, was it Rey Mysterio won the belt that night? Was that the one? I don't remember. Uh, Ray Mysterio won something, but what did he win, JJ? Uh, if, if memory serves me correctly, that was the Survivor Series of uh, 2005, I believe, the first one Worlds Collide. And basically what happened is we had a major disagreement uh, between Trey and JSK uh, in regards to what happened between the Raw Survivor Series match versus SmackDown, where Ray Mysterio pinned both the Big Show and Kane, and trade was livid. And JSK, I remember, said something to the effect of, well, it had to happen that way. It was good for business. And Trey lost it. And that's when all the fireworks just kind of broke out. And then, oh, the police are here? <laughs> that was hilarious. They, they literally came into the studio. They, 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 literally, they walked into the studio, and it was me, JJ, and JSK, my girlfriend, my girlfriend's cousins, and somebody else, all in the studio, drinking, doing oh, the show. And we had a TV monitor between our computer monitors playing WrestleMania or whatever a pay-per-view was, uh, Survivor Series, whatever. And uh, the window was open because there were so many people in there, and it was hot. And I got hot, and I was way drunk. We started drinking long before the pay-per-view even started. That's and cool. we had the webcam up. I'd pay for that footage if I could find it, but I got one cop to wave into the we- into the webcam. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and no the other guy was like the other guy was it was typical good cop bad cop. The other guy was a dick. One guy was you know cool. He was one, one one cop was going really what are you doing? How are you doing this? And oh really those people are all listening right now. He was like he was going to sit down with us, you know. And the other cop stood there against the wall like, you know, if I move. Dick will fall out of my butt, you know. So, uh, I, I was like, I was like, you know, they're not going to believe that there's cops here unless you show yourself on the webcam. I do remember that because there was yeah, that wave scrambling to hide his pot and his pipe. Everybody in the chat room were like, "The cops aren't there, are they?" And I don't remember what webcam you were using, but I, did you smash it eventually? Eventually, it 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 yeah, it, it went away. Dubious means. <laughs> Anyway, so thank you guys. I I, I do go to bed early because I work early in the morning, but if you want to listen to us uh, tomorrow night, Brian Lawler, uh, Jamie Dundee, Paul Ellering, I don't know who else is coming on. Uh, You won't hear Hulk Hogan on our show. You won't hear a lot of the TNA guys, uh, but, you know, I'm not the big mosh either. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for having me on the first show back. I know you have lots of important things to talk about, like DX finally splitting up this year and all that, so I'll let y'all go, okay? All right, hey, Rick, so b- before you let us go, uh, let me make sure I heard you correctly. You're going to have Grandmaster Sexay on your show tomorrow? Well, here's here's the issue. is We had him on last week, um, and he was so loaded that he called me the next day and asked me to take the interview off our site. 
So basically we did that and he agreed to come back. And I, I told him this time if he's loaded, we're not taking it down. And it was hilarious because Jamie, Jamie's the son of what? Bill Dundee? I yeah, Bill Dundee. Dundee. He called in and they said, your daddy's better than my daddy and all that. So it's, it's good shit. I mean, it's good fun. Uh, what was it? The week before we had the honky tonk man interviewed by Bushwhacker Luke. So we do a lot of different things with it. I know that a lot of shows use interviews as crutches. We kind of just do it for fun and get some guys together that actually talk to each other. And so it's something different. It's not the same old Mark questions that a lot of folks ask. And, you know, it's, you know, different is, is the word. There won't be any fucks on it. So I'll get all my fucks out tonight. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. Have, have yourself a good night and uh, enjoy the show. All right, Rick. All right, man. Thanks. Hey, thanks for all the help with the website. No problem. Bye now. We'll catch you tomorrow, Rick. Bye. Oh, that was Rick from Carnage Crew. I'm like I said, man. I'm looking forward to this partnership. We've got a lot of great things coming down the pike. I, I'm sorry, I, I forgot something. Oh no! Not only do we have Carnage Crew join the network, and the O Show join the network, but possibly even this Sunday, another award-winning show, The Ministry of Slam. Now, how could you forget about them? Well, I was going to set them up later on in the show, but I didn't want them to think I forgot. So the Ministry of Slam joining us on Sundays, uh, they start at, I believe it's 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. And uh, we'll have them on the network here as well. That's not a network. Because I think they're actually going to lead into... I think they'll actually lead into the pay-per-view coverage, to be honest. I might have to rethink Quick Picks and just play it on Sunday or Saturday nights. Um, yeah, I think there might be an hour between you, though. You may still be all right. I don't know. I'll have to check on that, but, uh, I'm excited, man. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good I stuff. I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm really enjoying seeing a lot of these names that I haven't seen in a long, long time in the chat room. Oh, I know. Oh. I, I, I'm, I am very excited over this. Like, I haven't seen a lot of these people in, in years, so I'm glad that we've got, uh, a lot of the WNL faithful back tonight listening, so uh, good stuff. Stevie Ray and his fruit booty asses in the chat room. I even saw Double H. I'm afraid he's going to steal my server. Hey, man, nobody stealing shit, man. We just got back on the air. That's no right. Time no thievery, no skullduggery. There's just a lot of people in the chat room tonight. I know. It's, uh, it's jam-packed. Then I guess we better provide them with some entertainment, JJ. We had better do that. What should also, we start off I, with? I, um, I don't know what else you have for this segment, but we've also got uh, a band by the name of Voodoo Vegas that's going to do the official theme for Wrestling News Live. So we're going to have our very own intro theme designed especially for Wrestling News Live. Uh, we don't have it right now. That's something they're working on. And... Uh, once they get that to us, we'll definitely debut it. But in the meantime tonight, just to let you know what they sound like, give you an idea, we are going to debut their new single on the show tonight. So stick around for that as well. And that's, I listened to that earlier today. That's that's a good single. I'm looking forward to what these guys can do uh, for a Wrestling News Live intro. I really, I really like the band a lot, so... They offered it. I said, hell yeah, come on with it. 
Very cool. And uh, you'd mentioned the Ministry of Slam earlier. You actually did a radio interview with them uh, on Sunday to promote Wrestling News Live. And uh, i yeah. got to say, after going back and listening to it, good job. Thanks, sir. I, I felt like there was there was a little lackluster love there for Sunday Night Showdown. I mean, <laughs> you, you did plug the website. I'll give you credit on that. Website. They wanted me to come on and talk about Wrestling News Live, and I just kind of got stuck in that tunnel vision. It's okay, Trey. Next time I do a radio interview, I'll be sure and plug Wrestling News Live just for you, okay? Thank you, thank you. I've been all over the place this last week. I know. You've been like one of the hardest working men on Internet radio in the last week. It's amazing to me. You're everywhere. I literally woke up Sunday afternoon to watch the NASCAR race, and I lit a cigarette and moved my mouse so my computer would wake up, and bloop, there was a message, hey, do you want to come on our show and talk about Wrestling News Live? And I said yes before I saw who the show was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, yeah, Ministry of Slam, that's cool. So there you go. What else do we have in this segment before we have to take a break? I think we're ready to take a break, actually. We'll come back, do some Raw. and uh, yeah, Interesting show tonight. I was really entertained from start to finish, and I haven't been that way with a Raw in a long time. And it had nothing to do with the hosts. <laughs> but you weren't digging? I mean, you know, I thought Cheech and Chong did fine. I was a little... Uh, they're all right. They did what they were there to do. But, I mean, this whole this whole guest host thing, we'll get into that when we come back from the break. But it's really not anywhere near where it used to be. Yeah, that's true. You know, the only match they made was a goddamn diva panty match. I mean, big deal. It's like a pillow fight or something. I saw bits and pieces of it. It was kind of crazy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it, but still. We'll talk about it coming up after the break because I want to I want to dive into that a little bit as well. All right, guys. With that said, we're going to take our first commercial break of the evening. Stay tuned right here on Wrestling News Live. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Josh Pietra. You are listening to Wrestling News Live. The past, the present, and the future collide when the Young Guns of TNA Wrestling take center stage in an all-exhibition pay-per-view. Taking danger to another level! Plus, it's the return of the Ultimate X. TNA Wrestling's high-flying, death-defying free-for-all. Who will come out on top? TNA Wrestling presents Destination X. Live Sunday, March 21st, only on pay-per-view. WWE meets Reality TV. The next next evolution, evolution of the WWE. Eight NXT rookies join eight WWE pros in an all-out quest to realize their dream. WWE NXT, 10, 9 Central on Sci-Fi. Hello, Wrestling News Live fans. This is Rick from CartageCrew.net, your People's Choice Show of the Year. I'm encouraging you to come listen to us this Tuesday, 8 p.m. on CartageCrew.net and debuting on SundayNightShowdown.com as we will be joined by Jamie Dundee, Brian Christopher, and legendary manager Precious Paul Ellering. 
Once again, you can hear us right here at SundayNightShowdown.com and as always at www.CartageCrew.net. And welcome back to the Trade Dog and JJ. Bring it back, Wrestling News Live, for free on the Sunday Night Showdown Radio Network. This is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain, and I'm on Planet Jarrett right now, listening to Wrestling News Live. Log on to ShockTNA.com today for hundreds of official TNA wrestling items, music, clothing, autographs, and unique memorabilia, plus exclusive access to Don West's insane deals, DVD blowouts, pay-per-view commemoratives, limited edition items, and much more. ShockTNA.com, your one-stop shop for everything TNA wrestling. Go to ShockTNA.com now for the latest deals. Every year, it's the most spectacular event in live entertainment. It's passion, power, glamour, and grandeur. It's the trial of wills, the triumph of spirit. It's WrestleMania, live on pay-per-view. This is Flair 16 Time. Welcome back to Wrestling News Live with your host, JJ Sexy and the Trade Dog. All right, guys, we are back right here live, Wrestling News Live, the SNS Radio Network. It's me, JJ Sexay, and I'm being joined, of course, by the host of Wrestling News Live, the Trey Dog. I've already been fired. Oh, you got the memo? Yeah, I'm, I'm apparently bigger than the show tonight, so i got to go somewhere else. Yes, next week it will be Internet Dave replacing the Trey Dog right here on Wrestling News Live. Want to send a shout out to the Big Bosh? Uh, he said to give you uh, his best, JJ. Very cool. Give Mosh my best. It's been a long time since I talked to that guy. Uh, we were just chatting during the break. I told him it's like riding a bike, man. <laughs> you just, you know, you get right back on and do it like you did miss a day. Well, hell yeah, that's the way it goes. So let's talk about Raw tonight. I, you know, I, I'm sure that a lot of people are going to have different opinions. That's the way it goes with wrestling. I just stress that before you start bitching about things, don't turn this into another one of those negative rooms. Please. Because I, I can't take it. I can't. I, the negativity will get you uh, endeavored to the chat room. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> give, give everything a chance before we start shitting on everything. Um, tonight, though, of course, you know, I was cool with the way it started with, with HBK coming to the ring and I was really surprised to see Triple H come down, you know. Um, 
but uh, you know the, the back and forth they had, the promo they had in the ring was really really well done. Um, I'm not so sure as Triple H is that Sean can take Undertaker out at WrestleMania. That's uh, another debate for another time. But basically, tonight's show from bell to bell, even though it was a pretty janky paper or a pretty janky main event, you know, how am I supposed to believe the guy can beat the Undertaker if he's getting rolled up by the Miz? But you know, like I said, um, I was thoroughly entertained from bell to bell. Uh, I mean, it was. You know, exactly what it was supposed to be, a setup for WrestleMania. I'm not real sure where Randy Orton became a face and how that happened. You would think, in the grand scheme of things, people would be cheering the legacy to get away from the bad guy. But they're not. But by the same token, Randy has been, over the last month, in some pretty Randy Orton-friendly arenas like St. Louis and Oklahoma, you know, places that are real close to his hometown. Um, I was really shocked to see the uh, welcome that Cena got from the Oklahoma City crowd tonight. There's no doubt he was way over. I'm really, I wasn't because of the way they were setting it up. But I'm really now interested in this entire uh, Batista-John Cena thing. And I'm one of the few people in this business, I think. I don't want to speak for JJ, but I'm one of the few people in this business, as I do finger quotations, internet wrestling radio, that likes Batista. I, I like him as a person. I like him as, you know, a wrestler. I like him as a character. And I got a funny Batista story for you later on after we're done with Raw. But, uh, yeah, I just, you know, with everything that happened tonight, I'm trying to think of one thing where I went, oh, well, I guess the only thing there where I could have, oh, bathroom break might have been Jack Swagger and Santino. Then you'd have I mean, missed it, though. Like, it was only a minute long. Yeah. Um,. I'm really surprised that uh, O-Radio is over on Raw. I kind of felt him to be a SmackDown type guy. Well, he's doing the job on Raw now. I mean, it's, it looks I'm like that's what they moved him into. MVP, and MVP has really gotten swole up. Have yep. you noticed that? Oh, yeah. He looked a lot bigger today. I mean, I've noticed over his... I've noticed over his little run with, with, with Miz, and I, I think, let me let me clarify this, too, to listeners. I don't know there's many of you out there that are new to my game, but JSK used to hate Kurt Angle, and it wasn't because he couldn't wrestle. He just hated his character because he was so good at being bad. He made you not like him. And JSK would admit, to me, not on the air, but to me off the air, he would admit that, you know, it was just a, 
a personal thing that he couldn't get over. He couldn't separate the character from the man, and that's a good thing. That means the guy's doing his job. Um, I I feel that way with the Miz. I can't fucking stand that guy. Like if he was laid on the ground, screaming, "My lungs are on fire," and I needed to piss, I'd keep walking. <laughs> You know, and, but, and that's going to catch me a lot of hate from the the chat and the listenership because I know so many people are on the Miz bandwagon. I didn't like the guy on MTV. I didn't like him when he was there. I didn't like him when he was doing Tough Enough versus Real World or whatever. I, I whatever those stupid shows were. I didn't like any of that crap. Hoorah! With the Diva Search, I couldn't stand him then. I can't stand him now. If that makes me an asshole, well, you know what? There's a long list of reasons why I'm an asshole. That's just one of them. Well, now, Trey, I I kind of agree with some of your points there. As far as The Miz is concerned, this was a guy that I couldn't stand when they moved him to the Raw roster. I thought, oh, my God, he's going to be gone in six months. No one is going to care. But I have to give it up to uh, to The Miz because he stepped his game up. They found a good character for him creatively. And the guy has worked his ass off. And I will give those props. I will give him just due in the fact that he's no longer a reality show star that had a name that's trying to learn how to wrestle. The guy can go a little bit now. He can wrestle a little bit now. I'll give him that. But personality-wise, he's the kind of guy that I would like to knock out in a bar. Well, I, and, and I feel that. But he's a guy that, you know, he's a million dollars on the microphone. And that's what the WWE is all about. They want a guy that can get on the microphone and can do that more so than wrestle. But he has actually improved all around. I mean, you look at Miz from last year to right now, even two years ago, and it's not even the same guy when when you look at it. I mean, he has vastly improved, and I think he deserves the spot that he has. And I'll admit, I hated the guy's guts, but he has won me over because I hate him so much I love what he does, you know, just right. like you were talking about with Kurt Angle and JSK. And I respect the hell out of the Miz. He deserves the spot that he's in. And I and never that's thought. I Chris because he's got to me. He's got to me. He's got me to the point where I'm like JSK was with Kurt Angle. And I used to laugh at him and go, God, you're stupid. <laughs> I never and thought. Happening to me. That he would overshadow John Morrison. When that tag team broke up, Miz and Morrison. I know. I thought Morrison had the world on his shoulders, was going to be a big-time star, and then Miz just kind of broke out and left Morrison behind, and that's sad. It's kind of funny because, you know, we was it you and I talking last night? Hell, I've done so much talking this week. The SmackDown, the SmackDown uh, writing team has been praised for being the better of the bunch, but yet they got a hold of that Morrison character and they screwed him. He didn't screw himself. He went out there and put, you know, he went out there and fought the people he was scheduled to fight. You know, and he hasn't been hurt until recently, unless this is just, a, you know, a gimmick injury. I'm pretty sure it's a gimmick injury. You know, so, I mean, he hasn't been hurt. He's been dependable. He's been there. He's doing what he's told to do. But yet, on the same side of things, you got The Miz on a show that's trying, that was trying to get rid of him. 
He had to come back and win his way back on the show as Mr. Canada or whatever the hell he came out as <laughs> just to get back on the show. You know, they've written for him. They've written for him very well. I, 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 I've never been a fan of dual champions. Like, I don't like to see a tag team champion with a U.S. or Intercontinental belt. I've never, I didn't, I didn't, this will tell you how much of a fan of it I'm not. I didn't even like it when Triple H did it. And Triple H can do no wrong, in my eyes, if you're a new listener. Um, but I didn't even like it when Triple H did it. So, I hate that. And I think that's another reason why I hate The Miz. Well, is here he is, right off reality television, and he's already got two titles. True enough. I, I see your point there. But, again, that's another reason that people hate him, because he is so successful right now. And there's a lot of haters out there. you got to love that. Yeah, it's that, it's that pompous, you're at the bar having a good time with your friends, or you're at the, the state fair having a good time with your friends, just having a good time with your friends, and he's the one guy that's going to come over and infiltrate your group and make everything suck. He's the guy that's going to show up that's the, a friend of a friend, and the whole time you're there, you just want to beat his ass because he won't shut up. Now, I don't know if you've noticed this, but if you look at every title in the WWE right now, every championship is hailed by a heel in the WWE right now. There are no right. face champions at all. I really hadn't thought of that. You've got Batista as your WWE champion. You've got Jericho, which, the world which, heavyweight which champion. Which really sets you up big time for WrestleMania, where normally the babyface goes over. Exactly. Hmm. This is the first time that I can remember in the history of this company that every champion on the roster is a heel. I have a real bad feeling about this year's Money in the Bank. Like, they, and, and, and you know, we as the, the IWC and the Internet Wrestling Community, we we were all over this long time ago that every time somebody won the Money in the Bank, they cashed it in and won the belt. And now it's being force-fed down our throats by the announcing crew that everybody that's ever won has become a champion. Well, that ha that streak has to end eventually. And you it know. will. I think they've done this though every year. They have every year they they keep you know force feeding it down. And D Man in the chat room has it right. Kennedy actually won Money in the Bank, and was the only guy really to never cash that title in because he lost that Money in the Bank to Edge yeah. due to a suspension. But they yeah. they kind of like rub that one under the mat and kind of make you forget about Mr. Kennedy. Well, well, he didn't. Yeah, he got suspended for drug abuse or. Uh... Yeah, I think he failed the steroid test, and he did. Uh, an unflattering interview where he said he didn't do uh, steroids and stuff, and then he got pet he tested positive. So not he only did, did he get caught, he stuck his foot in his mouth and made everybody look stupid. He did the whole Raphael Palmero. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, I mean, this pack and coke is going down smooth tonight. <laughs> I was so, hoping when I had my first Jack and Coke, it was going to suck, and I wouldn't want another one. But I'm already on number two, so drink away, my friend, drink away. That was a strong one right there. I don't guess you're supposed to put the straw on the bottom of the glass. No, nah, usually doesn't work that well, but you know, what the hell? But no, we were talking about we're talking about champions, and you bring up the the very well observed point that they've all they're all heels right now on the brand, and then I bring up the counterpoint of 
what does that mean going into WrestleMania where it's normally a babyface wins pay-per-view? I thought about this tonight, and it just totally slipped my mind, and I'm not real sure how. Um, it totally slipped my mind that Sheamus didn't have the belt anymore when he came in to, to attack <laughs> Triple H. And I thought, oh, good, this is going to set up Triple H for the, the Mania title shot. And then I went, oh, wait a minute, you dumbass. Neither one of them have a belt. How's that possible? Oh, that's good. So I'm like, okay, well, shit, I guess they're just going to have a match. I'm not real excited about that. Oh, I think it'll be I, great. I think that oh, Triple H will... Match. It'll be a good match. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about Triple H having a bad match. Come on. <laughs> that never happens. Yeah, not unless you count last year, right? <laughs> I tell you what, I was watching on a different TV that I normally watch on, and boy, Sheamus was whiter tonight than I think I've ever seen him. Yeah, that dude is pretty white, man. I uh, if, if you're watching on a black and white TV, you don't actually see Sheamus. Yeah, you just see hair and tights. Yes. <laughs> and boots. Hair tight and boots, that's all you see. But, you know, back to the, to the championship thing, you know, WrestleMania being a pay-per-view where generally the champions go over. All belts currently held by, quote-unquote, heels. And then you got the Money in the Bank thing. And I'm looking at the Money in the Bank right now, and I look at Christian, and I go, okay, there's a contender. Um, is CM Punk in this one yet? Actually, no, there there have been six to qualify so far, and uh, let me see, as memory serves me correctly, we have MVP and Swagger from tonight qualifying. They join Kane, Christian, and John Morrison. And Shelton Benjamin. And Shelton, yes. Oh, Benjamin beat Punk. Okay, I, if that happened on SmackDown, I didn't see it, because I don't get SmackDown here in the big world of the WWE. Um I have to watch it on the stream, and then I didn't get one this week. Um, I've said it before. Did I say Morrison? I met Ziggler. What the fuck am I thinking tonight? Dolph Ziggler I, made it. Morrison didn't. Shit. Dolph Ziggler said something on his Twitter page today that, I, that literally made me laugh out loud. I can't remember what it was. Oh, he said that he was on the road listening to Fozzie, and his voice was a cross between Jericho, Fergie, and Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I've said it before and I'll say it again I wish this guy would do an interview so maybe the, the internet wrestling world could get a handle on where his head is but Kane has been around title belts a lot lately opportunities he's lost them all but here he is again in the money in the bank I look at that and I think, you know, okay, is this the year, you know, that he actually does something in that? Um, eventually, you know, if you were betting in Vegas, Christian would be the odds-on favorite. That in itself, if you factor in the, 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 the belts are all being held by heels, WrestleMania is usually a babyface pay-per-view, and Money in the Bank is a, a toss-up this year makes for what could be a very interesting WrestleMania. Well, that's true, but if you look traditionally at the Money in the Bank match and the Money in the Bank winners, they're traditionally won by a heel. 
Yeah, but they're traditionally won by one heel, CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's true too. But let me see, we've had four, but he's won two, so yeah, that's true. Let me see. It was uh, who was the first money bank? Edge was the first. Kennedy was the second, right? I left that cigarette with JSK Zippo, just in case you were curious. That's cool. Um, who won the first one? That was Edge, the first one. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure Edge was the first, yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of something else. I, I, was, thinking of, I was thinking of the jokes that we were making with Bray Mysterio carrying around that briefcase. It was Edge, and then uh, thanks to C.J. Bowman, RVD, I almost forgot about Rob Van Dam. Then it was uh, Kennedy, and then it was 2 by CM Punk. So. Okay, so it's been five. I, I too, forgot about RVD. Well, this will be the fifth. It actually started in 2005 at WrestleMania 21. That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. So, yeah, I mean, um, I, I really am looking forward to this year's WrestleMania. And I wasn't the last two or three years. You know, I'm with you. It's not, it's not necessarily because of the matchups. You know, it's because of the what if. You know, the, and I, I honestly think until tonight, and maybe with the elimination chamber outcomes, they really haven't done a whole lot to to promote WrestleMania yet. That's I mean, what are we a month away? Yeah, we're 28 days away. So 27, yeah. technically. According to Triple H, yeah, we're 27 away now. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they've got a few weeks. Now, I want to jump on this uh, guest host thing. Okay. Uh, if you remember when it first started, the guest host would come out at the beginning of the show and talk to the audience make a match, make a couple matches, hell, make a match for the week after they were gone, get involved in the main event somehow. They haven't done that in months. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, the last couple of, of guest hosts they've had have just been really on the one... They don't even, like, start the show off. They They come in the middle of the show, they pick one match, do it, and that's pretty much it. I mean, you could literally tape these guest host segments any day of the week. Because 90% of it happens backstage, you know. At least they do come out the one time to show you that they really are there. You know, but I mean, damn. What was the point in having Cheech and Chong on there tonight? Uh, just so we could watch him get high off the sugar from the Lucky Charms. But, I mean, that's stupid because you don't get high off Lucky Charm. Well, when you're diabetic and you have a sugar high, you do. Well, maybe. I, you know what? I, I thought it was funny, though, that they played off the reputation of what Cheech and Chong did, you know, back in the, the early yeah. days. Without having to resort to pot jokes. Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was hilarious because isn't, uh, what was I going to say here? Isn't Lucky Charms another, uh, you know, term for smoking pot? I've heard that before. So, I, I mean, I, that, that's, that was the, to me, that was the best part about it. 
was the whole Lucky Charms, and the, the screen was swirling, and they were doing all this crazy shit. I thought it was great. Well, I mean, yeah, if I wanted to turn on Comedy Central for something funny, but it had nothing to do with wrestling. And they weren't even there promoting anything that they were doing. Well, no, they they promoted their comedy tour. Well, yeah, kind of. Again, but, I mean, they had something to promote. It was like, yay, they're there. Big fucking deal. They didn't announce any real matches. They didn't get involved with any of the superstars. They had that one segment where everybody was wearing a mustache. I'm, you know, okay. <laughs> Springer sucked. Springer was god-awful. Jewel and her husband were useless. Although... She was, she was good to look at, and he was good on the mic. I'll give him that. Although I did like the fact that she slapped the shit out of uh, Jillian Hall. Which, as you know, I said tonight in the chat room, Maria got fired, but Jillian Hall still has a job. What kind of fucking world do we live in? Well, there's a lot going on with this whole Maria thing that a lot of people obviously aren't aware of. The fact being that, you know, people are saying she, there's a there's a Playboy she curse. Was bigger than the website. She was bigger than the website, and that was the problem. She was bigger than WWE.com. And they felt like they needed to future endeavor her. Um, here's the thing with Maria. And you've got to see this from the WWE standpoint. And I kind of agree with their stance on this. You look at the past of the divas that they have pushed, the divas that have posed in Playboy and done outside projects. Here's the deal. Maria wanted to do other things outside of the WWE. They wanted to hold on to that leash and not let her go. So they had a disagreement over her career path. Obviously, she's doing Celebrity Apprentice. She wants to do movies. She wants to do this and that. Now, from the WWE standpoint, why would you keep somebody on the roster, under contract, who doesn't want to be there, who wants to go do other projects? You're just making a name for her, and then she's going to turn around, and when she gets the right thing, leave you behind. They've seen it done with several of the Divas. And that's exactly the standpoint that WWE took. Now, well, I feel is bad. There a diva, is there a diva left that's done Playboy that still works for them? No, they're all gone. Unless you count Tiffany, who under the name, uh, was it Taryn Terrell, has done uh, picks for the Playboy lingerie magazine. However, these are not recent picks. These are old picks. Oh, they are? They're yeah, old I'm, picks. They're I'm not recent. Fit. This was before she signed with the WWE. They've taken these picks and put them out there. It wouldn't surprise me if, because this is out there and, and Linda is still running for her position, that they axe her before it's over with. Well, the sad thing is they didn't cash in on it because she had the best pictorial out of all of them. That is correct. I do things to her I couldn't tell you about. You'd think I'm weird. I thought poor Crowley was going to die when I sent him the pictures. No doubt. You thought he stuttered before. <laughs> you didn't say that. Tell me you didn't oh, just say that. Come on. Crowley knows I love him. Yeah, it's true. Oh, man. That was but, good. I mean, it's just, if you're a diva and they come to you and say, would you like to do Playboy? Fuck No. And I'm afraid that, like, Eve Torres is next. She'll do Playboy because she's got the body for it. I don't, I don't know, know, dude. I just... 
I was under the impression that they were done with Playboy. I mean, they kind of went to this whole TV PG thing and kind of left that behind, and now it looks like TNA wants to kind of take up the uh, the slack and, and really kind of push that envelope and really go after that. And I think that that's a smart move on Eric Bischoff's part to want to do that because they're going to capitalize on what the WWE is going to lose on Monday nights. Josh Pedro says that Mickey James should do Playboy so the power can ascend to heaven without dying. She's done porn. Yeah, she's she's been naked. He's seen it, I'm sure. She's done a lot worse. I'm, I don't know that I want to even go any further with that. We probably don't need to. <laughs> Just look up Mickey James porno on the net, and I'm sure you'll find something. Wow. And she's such a nice chick in person. I mean, she really is a cool chick to hang out with. I don't want to name drop or anything, but yeah. Oh, come on, Trey. I might have to feature Endeavor you. You're kind of a big deal. Well, don't I'm name not really drop. A big deal anymore. I'm just kind of the dude playing the dude hosted by another dude. That's a good point. I mean, fuck, I could name drop too. Well, yeah. You know, I've worked with just about everybody. Yeah, and we've worked together. This is true. We have worked. We have worked a wrestling event together. We have. It is. It is like Arby's down there. I have to agree with Double H. Oh, shit. Like a big Montana turned sideways. You're killing poor Andy Knowles right now if he's listening. <laughs> he is crying in his Cheerios, man. The old big Montana. I'm such a little girl. What? Wow. I, you know what? Never mind. I don't even want to get into it. No, I was no, gonna, we better I was going to go somewhere, but I know that as soon as I do... This show will take a left turn in Albuquerque, and we'll never get it back. That's right. we got to be politically correct. Right. I guess. Yeah. So, for the first episode, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, you tease this audio that we have. And I'll be damned. We've been sitting on this thing for a fucking week now. Yeah. I. You know, it's funny because... I'll let you set it up, but I'll say that this this audio clip that we have it's it was it was it fell into our laps. JJ came to me and said, "What do you think we should do?" And I said, "This is huge. This is something that you definitely want to save for the debut of the show." Um, for those of you that don't know, Ric Flair um, did he end up going to jail? Did they arrest him on this deal? Actually, no, it wasn't Ric Flair. He wasn't in the wrong. Okay, but he they did they arrest the, the woman? I think that she did get some charges thrown, and I think that they're they're throwing it out. I'm still investigating the uh, the case, as it were. Anyway, they had been out. Rick and his wife. Um, they had gone out and had drinks. The story that I had been told is that they were in a place where Rick is a regular, and the waitress. I'm assuming probably some young hot chick. Asked Rick if he was okay and needed a ride home, and they would provide him one, which sounds like they've done for him several times. You know, which is a good thing about being a celebrity. I always said for these fucking celebrities who get arrested for DUI, they're fucking idiots. If they can't afford a driver, they can damn sure afford a cab. No shit. I don't know why celebrities get DUIs. It's retarded. But with that being said. The waitress offered to help Rick out. Rick probably flirted with her being Rick. The wife got angry. Uh, they bickered and bitched and argued all the way to the house. 
and then the fight consumed, you know, from the house to where she was slapping Rick around, and Rick was basically just being her punching bag. And it's a good thing because the cops showed up, and nine times out of ten in that situation, even when the guy is right, the guy goes to jail. That's true. You know, I've been in that situation. I had an ex-girlfriend. Granted, I cheated on her, but that was no reason for her to start throwing shit at me. And the neighbors thought that from the sound of things, I was in the apartment beating her ass. And they called the cops. Well, the cops showed up. And because she'd been crying and all her makeup was running, they assumed that I was beating her up when I never touched her. I was the one that had the the, the, the scrapes and the bruises from fighting that crazy bitch off. So I got a trip downtown. Of course, everything got dropped, but, you know, nine times out of ten, doesn't matter what happens, the guy gets cuffed and goes to jail. Look at Kurt Angle. That's true, and, and that was later proven to be false. And because of my experience, I said then on the Kurt Angle thing, that doesn't sound right. Kurt doesn't sound guilty here. This doesn't sound right. Come to find out I was right. So with this Ric Flair audio that was dropped in our lap, we've been holding on to it for a week now when we could have easily turned it over to Fox News. We could have turned it over to CNN we could have turned it over to TNA, you know, let them play it on their show. But no, we wanted the rub, and we wanted the promotion for our own show, Wrestling News Live. And with that, JJ, I'll let you do what you want to do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the world premiere right here. This is the official audio of what went down between Ric Flair and his wife. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling News Live is proud to bring to you a day in the life of Ric Flair. Woo! Life of Ric Flair, brought to you by Wrestling News Live. So, in retrospect, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say this now. It's official. Ric Flair, no longer the man that Ric Flair's wife has officially become the man. She wears the pants and apparently the robe in the family. 
I'm telling you, this was awesome audio to get a hand. I, I cannot believe we broke this. Yeah, it's breaking news. It's hot, hot off the press. No other show has that audio but us. And we can't reveal our sources in you know the hopes that we might be able to get some more later on down the line. I can't wait, man. That's that is an exclusive, and wow! I mean, the stuff that went on in the Flair household on that particular day—incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you hear the saying all the time to be a fly on the wall. That's true. That's what, that's what we were. We were a fly on the wall in the Ric Flair house. Where are we at? What we got left? I want to kind of backtrack a little bit to Raw. One one second. You were talking about Randy Orton earlier. Uh, yeah, become a babyface. You know what? Here's the thing with Orton. He has trans. Uh, he's transcended uh, to the level of of a Stone Cold Steve Austin. When you look back at what Austin was in '96, uh, he was this badass heel that people started to get behind. Now people have been getting behind uh, Randy Orton for the last couple of years. It's just people love to cheer the heel. That's just the way it is. Uh, I would like to see him remain a heel. But the way they're going, it seems that they are turning him face. And I don't know if he starts acknowledging it. And, I mean, obviously that's that's the route they're going. Um, I still like the gimmick that he's got. I mean, he, he actually has those crazy eyes at times when he's conflicted on what he wants to do. And, and he's, you know, completely, uh, you know, living this Viper character. So it, it's just it's amazing to me how wrestling fans in general can take somebody that you've got built up as this badass heel, and quickly turn them face just because the fans are behind them. I mean, he has literally, and Vetrick says this perfectly in the chat, he has mastered his gimmick. And for that, I mean, he deserves all the respect in the world. Randy Orton was a kid who came in, was given the world on a silver platter, and, you know, didn't have a lot of direction or charisma going in. Got better as he went along. The last two or three years, Randy Orton is by far the best psychological. I mean, he's got everything down. He's got the look. He's got the moves in the ring. He's got the promos. He's got everything, the whole psychology that you need. Yeah, and he's built like he's built like a typical superhero, you know, muscle lean. You know, he's not overbuilt. He's not underbuilt. He's perfect for what he's you know, therefore, I mean, I, I can see this guy being the next Stone Cold. People are saying that in the chat room. I can see that. I mean, but you said it your best, and, and and one man X said it. He's so bad, he's good because you know he's he's perfect at what he does. Yep. You know, he's the best there is right now at what he does. And it's just it's really weird how it's played out because in most scenarios you would be pulling for the tag team to get away from the boss, just like you were in Evolution. You wanted everybody that was kicked out of Evolution to come back and beat Triple H's ass. You know? Legacy is getting booed, and Orton's getting cheered. Which is crazy to me, because I think, you know, of the the three guys in Legacy, I think Ted DiBiase has the most over babyface charisma in that company. Oh, maybe. I mean, I see. I see flashes of it. I don't. I don't know that he's the be all end all yet. Well, I wouldn't say I mean, he's the be all end all. I mean, he's 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 got a long way to go. Um, 
And I, I'm like Mike in the chat room. I, I'm still not sure on DiBiase as a as a babyface. I I think he works well as a heel. Maybe that tweener. You know, um, he's just got that attitude, like like he's been fed with a silver spoon, which is you know basically what he needs to be. True. You know, and then and he's. You know, I think if if you look at the three of them, the three of them together, if you were to give out report cards, you give Randy Orton an A for being the you know the best there is at what he does, and I think you give uh, Cody a, a, a B plus for being the stumbling, bumbling, bump taking idiot of the group. You know, that's what he's there for. He's there to you know, cost them matches. He's there to be the one that gets pinned. He's the one that's supposed to stumble around and do stupid shit, you know, to fuel the fire between the three of them. He's done his job correctly. You know? Um, and then you look at DiBiase, and you're like, well, yeah, I mean, he's there. He's, you know, of the three of, of the two of them, of Randy and Cody, which one would would give Orton the better match? You have to one hundred percent agree with Ted. But I want to see them break Ted away from Cody and Randy and and put him somewhere else, and then let him stand on his own and see what he does. I mean, hell, I would love to see him go on his own and and maybe even have his dad come in and manage him. Possible. I mean, you know, there was talk a couple of years ago that they were looking at bringing back the million-dollar title and putting it on Ted Jr. I think that would be a great gimmick for him. I think, though, in retrospect, I think if they were going to do that, that would have been the way to debut him, not revert back to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm I, holding I, out on my real thoughts on Ted until he's basically on his own, doing his own thing, not leaning on Cody and Randy as a crutch. When they throw him to the wolves like they did the Miz, and that's what they did to Miz, they took that Morrison crutch out from underneath him and said, all right, young man, get out there and make it or break it. And he made it. Now, the writers were real kind to him and putting him in places where he could make it. But by the same token, he took the he took the ball and ran with it, and that's what's going to have to happen to Teddy. They're going to have to put him out there. He's going to have to, you know, stand on his own and sink or swim, just like the Miz did. And if he can swim, then he could be up there with the Miz and the character that people love. But right now, I'm going to have to see a big attitude adjustment, a big personality change, and see what kind of wrestling style he has in singles competition where he's always by himself. That's a good point. Because, I mean, he wrestles like a tag team wrestler. He does. And when you look back to when he first debuted, when they first brought Legacy out, uh, you look back at he didn't really do a lot of work in the ring. It was really Cody that carried that team for the longest time. It's only been in the last seven or eight months that he started to come out and really do more as a professional wrestler. Right. Now, that in movies, you know. Marine 2. I think that was a stupid thing at the time that they did that. 
I mean, he was just building up a name for himself, and then they took him off TV to go do that movie. You know, speaking of movies, I got a story for you. All right. Gather around, kids. Uncle Trey has story time. Story time, story time. Get the Kool-Aid. So Rob Van Dam has been filming this movie forever. He talks about it all the time on his show. And I was in Walmart today, and I saw it on the shelf for 15 bucks. But on the cover, it's Batista. Oh, yeah. Looking kind of like he looked tonight during the promo. And then there's a small picture of Rob Van Dam over his shoulder. <laughs> and it says, starring Batista. So, I'm thinking, well, I'm not going to buy this movie, but I'll rent it. So, I go to the little rental red box thing outside Walmart. And some jabroni kid has showed some shit in the machine, so now it won't spit DVDs out. I was going to watch it tonight before Raw. But by next week, I hope to have a review. I may even do it on a Wednesday night where we don't have a show on the network. And I may give you a trade dog review of the new Rob Van Dam Batista movie. But, ironic as it is, that movie came out... And now it's announced that Batista will have his role in an upcoming WWE film. Hmm. So I'm thinking that the WWE brass saw that movie that he's in with Rob Van Dam and said, hey, this guy's actually got some talent. Boom, now he's got his own movie thing. Well, another thing about Batista is there's been rumors for the longest while uh, that even after WrestleMania this year, he might be done. And if they are looking at putting him in a movie, I mean, that, that could be... You know. I don't know. Because, you know, you mentioned earlier to me, and this was one of the last things I wanted to bring up before we uh, hit our next break, one of the things you had mentioned earlier about you were one of the only guys that really liked Batista, or you felt like you were one of the only guys that liked Batista. I'll say this. As a face, I don't like Batista. I think that the gimmick he's got right now, the heel persona that he has... It's perfect for him. It is. It's perfect. Batista should never be face. He a is guy so that over big as a heel. should have always been a bully. Yeah, he's he's over as a heel, super. You know, um, and it's perfect because they've talked a little bit about it tonight about the past between John Cena and Batista, and back when they were, you know, the prototype and whatever the fuck Batista was called, Leviathan, the Demon of the Deep. You know, back when they fought as Leviathan and, and, and the prototype, they've gone toe-to-toe quite a few times. They've got a good history. And they broke in the business at the same time, you know. They both won titles, you know, at that WrestleMania, blah, 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 blah. They've got their history. But they even teased it in the promo night. Everything that Cena is, Batista isn't. And everything Batista is, John isn't. So it makes for a great rivalry. That's why I'm looking forward to how they're doing this. You know, the only thing that bothers me is that now that I know that Batista's going to make a movie, he drops the title for sure to Cena at WrestleMania. Well, I don't even think it's it's a matter of because he's going to do a movie. I think that regardless, Cena goes over here 
and has to get the title just because he's the face in this thing. And he's the guy that they've pushed to be the face of the company for the last five years. Right. Now, again, all heel champions. You know, Batista, you say what you want. The guy has been injury prone his whole career, but he's also been all jacked up. He's a lot thinner now. He's a lot slimmer now. He's a lot. It's like he's, you know, unjuiced. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but. He's off the juice, my friend. Uh, you know, he he does look a lot better. Uh, you know, I, I know when he first had that first injury that really held him back after he won the uh, the title back in 2005, right. and he had that injury that he had to forfeit the title and was out for a little bit in 06, he came back and he was twice the size that I remember him being. And ever since he went to SmackDown, it was just a, a bad career move for him. Uh, his gimmick was just completely, I don't know, it got stale really quick after his injury. Yeah. And I really like the way that they have uh they've taken him and put him in a new direction and turned him heel because if you look at the stuff he did in 2008, 2009, he was getting screwed over all the time. Yeah. So I think this really works for him. Travis says the dude has like five moves. I don't know if he's talking about Batista or Cena, but if you're as big as Batista, that's all you need. That's that's four more than you need. That's typical of most professional wrestlers. They have four or five moves that they do. On a on a basis, you know, semi regularly. I mean, Cena's that way. Uh, I hate the argument. They've only got four or five moves. You know, go back and look at Lex Luger. You know, back in the WCW heyday, even in WWE back in the day, he had four or five moves, and that was it. He said he botches all five of them. Well, let him punch you in the fucking mouth and see how botched that feels. Man, no shit. He's a big guy. He's not supposed to be Rey Mysterio. You know, just the way it is. So, all right, well, J.J., let's go ahead and take our final break and come back and open up the phones for these crazy bastards. All right, sounds good, guys. We'll be right back with Wrestling News Live. Hey, this is Santo Loco, and you are listening to Wrestling News Live. Ha, ha, ha. The evolution of online entertainment is back. Wrestle Talk Radio has returned to the Wild Talk Radio Network. It's the same great wrestling talk you expect, combined with some people you know and people you will get to know. It's Wrestle Talk Radio, where wrestling talk is done right. Sundays on the Wild Talk Radio Network, www.wildtalkradio.com. Not getting enough TNA wrestling? It's time to join TNA Video Vault. TNA Video Vault gives you access to over 300 hours of TNA programming including every pay-per-view and DVD ever released, as well as other exclusive TNA programs. Get unlimited viewing access for as little as $4.17 per month. Go to TNAVideoVault.com to get started today. 
Audio wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and Wrestle Talk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio. Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new Wrestling News Live. And now, here are your hosts, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexy of SundayNightShowdown.com. You can't see me, but time's In case you forgot or fell off, I'm still hot, knock your shell off. My money stacked fast, plus I can't turn the swell off. The franchise doing big business, I live this that's right. Our time is now, ladies and gentlemen. Wrestling News Live back, damn it, and we're free right here on Monday nights, right after Raw, and starting next week after Raw and TNA Wrestling. Woohoo! I tell you what, those uh, voices you hear from the chat room that are, you know, saying "Welcome to Wrestling News Live," and you're listening to Wrestling News Live. If you want to do that and be a part of the show, you have the opportunity to do so. Just go to www.wrestlingnewslive.tk, sign up for the forums, in the announcements thread, right there at the top of the page, there's a thread that tells you how to do that. All you have to do is Skype to Skype the uh, name WNL Radio and leave a message of your voice saying those lines, and I'll cut them out and put them in the, in the show, and boom, there you go, for the fans, by the fans. It's more than just a catchphrase. We live that. That's right. I'm going to give you every opportunity to, you know, be a part of this as you can. Another thing that nobody knows yet, I just did last night. If you go to WrestlingNewsLive.tk, you'll see under the banner with my beautiful picture and JJ's picture that... uh You'll see the links that say, one of them says about us from the fans. If you will send me an email telling us what you think of the show and what the show has meant to you and how long you've been a listener, then we will add you to that page. And you can send me the email at Trey on the radio at hotmail.com. That's T R E Y on the radio at hotmail.com. And uh, we'll get you taken care of. Absolutely. 
Another thing we do that nobody else does, so there you go. Well, you know, we're taking this fan interaction to a whole new level. That's right. Now, uh, you know, <laughs> just looking through the chat room, WNL, the fan show on the network in denial. <laughs> <laughs> the Misfit Network. Yeah, the, the Island of Misfit Shows. <laughs> All right, let's uh, open up the phone line, sexy. Wouldn't tell them the phone number and everything. All right, guys, you can reach us by adding Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype or call 501-588-7957. And we so, will take your uh, phone calls. If you're a fan of Sunday Night Showdown, which you should be already, you should already have that on your Skype. We're using that right now because I believe with b- before well, b- between now and next week, we'll have a, a brand-new 1-800 number for the network. That you can call. If not for the network, at least for Sunday Night Showdown and Wrestling News Live. Yeah, we're in the process of working that out, but we actually have someone on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? It's free! Yo, what's going on, guys? It's about your favorite friendly neighborhood Negro, Double H. Double H! I haven't talked what's to you in forever, man. Where the fuck you been? I've been doing my shit, man. I'm just, you know, moved to a bigger city. I'm in Fresno now. Just going to school right now. Shit, that's just what you need, more area for more shit to steal. Oh, oh, you're some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't worry, I'm working my way through Fresno, boy. Now, you're not in Fresno on witness protection, are you? Oh, no, don't worry about that. <laughs> Your boy keeps it low-key. All right, down low it is. All right, I just want to I just want to point out: Am I the only one who wants to fuck up Michael Cole from his stupid bullshit from um, NXT last week? You know, I don't know if this is legit or not. I can't make up my mind. I don't know if you know he's doing this because he's tired of people. You know what? Of all the people, I kind of see his point of view because the internet wrestling community has done nothing but shit on Michael Cole since he got the job. It's because he's a bitch. He's not good. He needs he needs to have more charisma. He needs to be more Jr. esque. But that will just never happen. You know, only you know the the person who I think who's taken over that Jr.'s you know like that just great persona and charisma is Matt Stryker because he is the voice of this of this internet wrestling community. You know what I'm saying? I, I I will tell you this: If there was a most improved or you know future announcer award, it would be Stryker. He's done a hell of a job. Yes, he has, boy. But I know Michael Cole. I know I don't think that was all like his thoughts. I think you know the people in the back were telling him what to say. But it still just pissed me off because he's talking so much shit on the dude who I idolize. Yeah, I mean Brian Danielson. He is the best in the world to me. And for him saying that, you know, he's, you know, he's wrestled in front of 50 people in, in, you know, in a school, in a high school gym, I think that's BS because I don't think Brian Dennison has worked in a high school gym since, what, 2000, 2001? Well, and that's what makes me a little upset is that, you know, when Mick Foley did it, we, we praised Mick Foley for sleeping on a park bench, eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches seven days a week and living out of his car just so he could make it to where he is today. Well, shit. Danielson's done the same thing, and he's done it for ten years. Oh yeah, for real, man. He, you know, and now he's there. You know what, guys? It, it, feels, it, it, it feels so good, but I'm sorry, Glenn. No, you know what? I was just gonna say it, it's such a work. You know, I know Joey Styles is saying that it's you know it's a shoot, 
and uh, that's how Michael Cole really feels. I totally see this in another light. It is such a work right now because it gives him and Josh Matthews a little bit of friction. I mean, Josh Matthews is a guy who knows what it's like to try to break in the business. I mean, this is a kid who is one of the only graduates uh, who didn't actually – he was on what one of the Tough Enoughs. I think, I think it was Tough Enough 3, if he I'm not on, mistaken. I think, I think it was 1. Was, yeah, it was the first one with Maven. Yeah, he was on yeah. the first. So, I mean, he's been around long enough to know that, you know, when you work hard – and you're so. What if you're you know in front of twenty five people? Who gives a shit? You're out there learning your craft, and I mean it's everybody's goal to make it up to the E someday and be a big star. Yeah. And you know Michael Cole, in my opinion, shit all over that. Whether it's a work or not, I mean he did, and I I see his point to a degree, but at the same time, I think it was a bit much. Well, a lot yeah. of this started too over Jr's comments on Jr's blog about the pay-per-view from a couple of nights before, The Chamber. And he talked about how he was... I, I, don't quote me because I haven't read all of this yet, but I want to say it was something along the lines of JR gave out letter grades to the announcing team, and he didn't care much for Michael Cole's performance, but then he made a comment like, what do you expect when you got three or four guys stepping all over each other? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and that was why they made the... They made the comment about uh, how do you feel about being critiqued by the Internet. It wasn't the Internet that critiqued him. It was JR. And, and they didn't come out and say that on the show. And that was when Matthew said something about, you know, what do you think about so-and-so or something, saying so-and-so. Michael Cole just reacted with, well, you know, that's the Internet, blah, 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 you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I think that they just... The, the the boys in the back or the, the voice in the back McMahon or somebody said, "Hey, this is gold. Let's go with it." You know, just give him whatever. Yeah, I don't think he's a hundred percent butt hurt by the internet, but it, it makes for interesting conversation between the announcers and their Twitter pages. Yeah, well, I just got one more thing to say. Um, what do you guys think about AJ Styles and Ric Flair? I think it is so great because I. You know, for the past couple of years, I just I wasn't really into AJ Styles anymore. Back when TNA first started, you know, 2002 to about 2004, I was just a huge AJ Mark, and then I, it just sort of fizzled out like some old Joe did for me. But as soon as Ric Flair joined his side, I don't know. It just seems like he just gave him a huge charisma boost, and he's just outstanding right now. Yeah, I think, I mean, and JJ can take this after I'm done, but I, I think that uh, a lot of people are shitting on this combination. I think it's a great thing for both of them because it gives them both something to do. It gives Flair TV time, and it gives AJ a shot of personality that he didn't have before. That was the one thing he was lacking. You know what? I, I personally think it's it's great that uh, Ric Flair is mentoring AJ Styles. I think that's exactly what he needed. I mean, let's face it, AJ was no slouch in the ring. Uh, but you look at the work that he's done with Ric Flair since Flair arrived in TNA as far as his promos go, and, and AJ has advanced a lot. And as long as they don't make him a Ric Flair clone, I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, right. I, I don't want to see him you know, pull off the figure four and you know, do the, uh, the high spots that Flair's known for and the face flop and shit. As long as they keep it away from that and you know, have it where he's mentoring this, uh, this guy to be the future Ric Flair then that's fine with me. 
Uh, I, I just don't want to see him become a Ric Flair clone. Yeah, uh, I mean, I would want to see him as a as a clone as well. But like I said, just as far as the charisma and his promos now, they're they just be they're 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 getting more crisp. You know what I mean? Before, you know, he really couldn't keep up with his with like his heel with his heel personality, and now he's got that cockiness to him. He has that little he has that little bit of extra swagger to him, and and you know, and like I said, you just got to give that up. To Ric Flair for you know trying to I guess he's giving them pointers or something like that but it's starting it's starting to feel like a a brand new AJ and like I said I just became like a huge mark for him but that's it guys I'm glad to see that the show is back for free and uh, I was just cool and thanks a lot for like letting me talk and shit like that. Hey man, no problem. Hey, long, double- li- long live the Jerry King. <laughs> 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 All right, man. Good shit, Trey. All right, guys. You guys take it easy. All right, Double H, man. It was good to have you back. Uh, just be sure not to steal next uh, next week's time slot so we have a show next week, okay? Oh, don't worry. I'll try not to, but hey, I can't make any promises. All right, we'll brother. See. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. All right, guys. We actually have another caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? Good evening, gentlemen. It is I, the loudmouth from Saturday night, who wasn't very loud last week for some inexplicable reason. I'm still trying to recover from the aneurysm that was that the power popped on me last week. It was like somebody shot you in the ass with a tranquilizer last week. What's up? Oh, man, I couldn't get a fucking word in edgewise with that boy. That boy was on fire last week. Oh, my God. Ah. I've never heard his voice crack like it did two or three times in that show. It was it was nasty. I was sitting back and I was it, it, I couldn't stop laughing. That's how nuts he was last week. It, drew, it was insane. It, I mean, I'm, I thought I was supposed to be the one on that show being the insane psycho son of a bitch, but this guy took it to a level that I'm not sure I could freaking uh, I could freaking eclipse. Well. I probably can. I just gotta get riled up enough. I think I think you got it covered. I think you'd be all right. Ah, thank you very much. Listen, I'm going to say something real quick about this Michael Cole bullshit. Look, I don't give a damn if Cole wants to shit on. I think we lost Mike. I don't give a shit if uh, if Cole wants to try and be a heel or something like this. But the thing that bothers me is I hate the announcers being part of the storyline. I hated it when when Vince did all this shit with JR. I hate the fact when uh, Tanae ends up being part of some ridiculous uh, angle on a storyline. And Cole just makes it sound like he is the biggest blow-hearted dick on the face of the planet. What I, the only guys behind the announce desk that really have a right, in my opinion, to have any sort of heel or face role are the past wrestlers that are doing the color commentating. You know, JBL was a terrific heel commentator. I mean, he, he was like the best, I think, in the world at what he did when he, uh, wow, that line's being thrown about a little bit too much. But Cole just sounded like such a stuck-up little bitch. You know, the co- content aside, call the friggin' match. Call it down the middle and shut your friggin' pie hole outside of all that because nobody wants to hear your WWE-laden tirades when all we want to hear is what's going on with the friggin' matches. Ah, it, but, but see, Mike, that's the problem, and you've, you've hit this in a nutshell. The problem is this. 
in the WWE, it's not about calling the action in the ring. It's about furthering storylines. It stopped being that six, seven years ago. It's all about furthering a storyline and trying to really make things go a, a different way. They, uh, even like JR stopped being a play-by-play guy so he could be a color commentator on SmackDown because they wanted to go a new direction. That's the whole point of this. That's yeah, why okay. Styles was let go. I could agree with that, but then if you're going to go down that road, put Stryker behind the desk, put Matthews as the host doing the interviews, and let Stryker be the heel. Stryker's got more possibilities about being a heel than Cole will. Cole, the only thing that you can remember about Cole is back at the 10th anniversary, him getting thrown up on by uh, him throwing up on Jericho's shoes. Outside of that, what else has Michael Cole done? Nothing. Zero. I am a freaking better heel announcer than that son of a bitch. Well, Mike, what, what really is funny? It mildly. What's funny to me is that you know if he really wanted to be a heel, if he really wanted to bring out a heel persona, the last six months when we've had a DX run, he didn't mention one time about being the butt of all of DX's jokes for so long. I mean, when he was the in-ring guy that did the interviews, DX fucked with him in so many ways. And he never brought it up once. Now, now all of a now all of a sudden here here comes this guy who has this who has this pedigree one way or the other, and now and now he's going to turn around and start shitting on all that. It's ridiculous. Leave the heel stuff to guys who actually know how to be heels. Not not this little panty waist pain in the ass. Okay, I'm going to shut up now, <laughs> gentlemen. Welcome back. I promise to get more words in edgewise this Saturday night, and uh, I promise for another episode, uh, in, I'm going to make Crelly happy. Check out my column, The Submission Files, on Wrestling News Lives and the Pro Wrestling Rewinds, official news source from headlockstoheadlines.com. See ya! See you, buddy. All right, that was Mike Siciliano, or as we like to call him in the E-Fed, Psycho Siciliano. Yeah, we need to talk about that as a matter of fact before the night's over with. Oh, we will. Okay. I'm definitely, uh, I've definitely got some things in the works, so it's definitely good to, to talk about that tonight. How are we doing on the phone call? Are we ringing off the hook, or are you having a hard time? Actually, I think, let me see, I think I have one. Yeah, I've got quite a few of them calling in right now. Let me just grab one at random. All right. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? What's going on, brother man? It's Mr. C.J. Bowman, Mr. I Thug Productions himself. CJ, what's up, buddy? Nothing much, just listening to the madness that is Wrestling News Live, which, by the way, is F-R-E-E, free, no cost, five finger discount. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think of the opening broadcast for the new uh, Wrestling News Live? I think I told you this, that I never really listened to the old Wrestling News Live, pre the other place. So, I mean, I'm enjoying it now, man. I'm actually liking it on Mondays, man. It's actually a good thing to listen to on Mondays, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm enjoying myself way too much. <laughs> well, it's good to be back. I know that much. Of course, man. It's good. it's good to hear you back on the radio doing what you do, man. I mean, like I told you before, I mean, I find you an inspiration for all wrestling radio and things like that because you just make wrestling radio enjoyable. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. You know, no problem. Trey's like the granddaddy of uh, internet wrestling radio. So and like JJ's like his son. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, he's got years on me. I just you know I started this out in two thousand three, 
And prior to that, I had never listened to Internet Wrestling Radio. Didn't know it existed. No, that's what, yeah, I said that before. I think I said that before listening to like a, a random episode of Wrestling News Live, you know, in 2007, 2008. And I'm like, wow, there's actually wrestling internet radio? Like, damn. Yeah, yeah I, I do sound like Sean Dawn, right? <laughs> I, I, remember when, I remember when it all started, man. It was like us, uh, No Holes Barred Radio, uh, Get in the Ring. Yeah. Man, there was like two or three other shows, but everybody was on real radio except for us at the time. And so that was where I got the idea. I was like, well, hell, you know, this Internet station called FanCast, you know, you pay X amount of dollars a month and you use their equipment to host as many radio shows as you want. And then it ranks the top ten most listened to shows. I was like, well, shit, let's do it. And we talked about the only thing we knew, which was wrestling. And uh, the next thing you know, and I, I shit you not, I swear on my mother's grave that within a month of the birth of Wrestling News Live, and like I said, at the time, we were the only wrestling radio show on this site. But after we did our, after we did our first two or three episodes, as, as, as very you know, small lister numbers as we had, I think the first show was three listeners. It was up to about 12 to 15 to 20 by the time we did our third show. And the top ten, nine of the top ten shows were all wrestling shows. You know what? I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, to be honest. You know, everybody was on terrestrial radio. You know, you had to be censored on terrestrial radio. You couldn't really speak your mind as much. Right. And with the online with the online format, it's like, you know what, we're not regulated, we're not doing anything. Even with satellite radio now, you know, you're not regulated, you don't have, like, you don't have to stay at home. You're like, yo, this fucking thing sucks. Fuck it, we'll do it live! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that, man. Everybody, everybody's using that clip now. It's, it's fantastic. It's like the most awesome clip in the world because, it's, you know, although I don't like Bill O'Reilly, it's like the most awesome clip in the world. Yeah, Adam used to tease me all the time about that being me in my past life. That I was that was, <laughs> that was actually me that said that somewhere. So yeah, you could be the rest, you can be wrestling Bill O'Reilly and just you know fuck it. <laughs> I haven't been fired up in a while, but it's good to know that now that I can, I want to. Now that I you know have the opportunity to be myself again, that I'm just waiting for the first thing to piss me off. You know what, Trey? If you want to be fired up, wait a couple weeks when we start talking TNA. Me and you? Oh, man. Me and you are going to have a little bit of arguments. Little arguments. It's going to get yep. us both fired up, man. All right, man. Just pack a lunch and bring some friends because you're going to need it. Definitely. Ma, hold on. No, no. Ma, hold on. I'm on the thing. I love live yeah. radio. Always with yeah. CJ. We always have somebody in the background. The sister. What's going on at your house? What the hell, man? He's got his mom. It's always somebody oh, in the background. and everything is crazy. Oh yeah, Trey. Back earlier, back earlier, back earlier when you had announced the whole, the whole plans for the whole quote unquote network, as I like to call it, the network in denial. Not a network. It's not a network. Not a... You know, oh, when you said the on lounge on Wednesdays, we actually agreed on Fridays during SmackDown. Yeah, Curly sent me a message. I hadn't had a chance to correct myself yet. But no, yeah. no, good. Don't worry about it. It's Fridays after um, I think the second or the ninth of April is and when see, we're planning to go to Friday. 
Well, let's explain that. We're, the reason we're waiting on putting the, the, the lounge on the network that's not a network is because the station they're on with the college radio station that CJ's broadcasting from, um, they're going to move them to Friday nights as soon as Mania is over with. Actually, no. Um, what I was saying was, no, actually, it's not that. I'm going to start getting, I'm going to start, I'm getting, I'm working on getting soundboard, mics, and all these other things to do it at home, and I'm getting a Mac Mini. Okay. Well, so what I'll help? be doing it, I'll be doing it from yeah, definitely. I'll ask the help. I'll be getting doing everything from home. So after WrestleMania, actually after Destination X, I'll have everything set up and I'll be preparing for after WrestleMania. Okay. Well, you know how to get a hold of me, so definitely. Yeah, everything's gonna be done from home. I'm aiming for the ninth of April just to get everything set up and done. But until then, we'll still be on Tuesdays in my school radio station for now. I like what Josh Peter just put in the chat room. The N3. And N to the cube power. Non-network network. Not a network. It's not a network. Not a, not a network yet. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, this this whole thing, this whole little, you know, they call it an island of misfit shows. They call it the not a network network, a network in denial. They just call it the random website with random shows with random people doing what they love. <laughs> The bottom line is, way. go ahead, in a, year, in a year's time, and JJ, I'm sure you back my play on this. In a year's time, when it comes time for the Wrestling Radio Awards again, I won't lie, I want this show to win. Um, Forget the show, the whole network. <laughs> but I'll put I'll put this group of misfit shows up against any collection that any other website has. <laughs> Definitely, man. I mean that. That's what we're aiming for. We're aiming to be the best at what we do, kind of like Chris Jericho. We're the, I'll put it this way. Sunday Night Showdown, the whole network thingy, is like the Chris Jericho of Internet Radio. The best at what we do. Well, and, and here, here's this. The bottom line on this, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter what you call it. You're talking about it. And you will continue to talk about it the rest of this year. And as time goes on, people will talk about this network. Exactly, it's kind of like it's kind of like TNA. You know, they're doing things to talk about them. People are talking about TNA now more than they've ever done. So you know, it's kind of like that. We're like the TNA. We're like the. We've become kind of like the TNA of everything. You know, everybody's talking about us. We're sitting back, waiting to make our move. And if we're gonna make our moves, we're gonna make it big. <laughs> well, I didn't see where we topped out, and I'm not a numbers guy. I don't normally give numbers out over the air, but I know we were over 87 listeners within the first hour tonight, which is good for Ustream. And that's not, to mention, that's not to mention the people listening on AudioWrestling.com that don't count on our stream. Then you know what? That should probably count for like a good, say, 100 plus, if anything. I know they draw a pretty good crowd over there. Yeah, man. I mean, for the first night, Wrestling News Live is back for free. That's some good numbers right there, man. I'll take that every Monday night. (laughs) You know what? I mean, it doesn't matter what the ratings are. It doesn't matter how much people we get to listen. As long as we all put out a good product every single week and we do it from the bottom, we do it from our hearts, man. It's just everything got to come from the heart with this. And if we continue to come with the heart, it's all good. And, Mike, I've been in Trey's medicine cabinet, so, yeah, I'm kind of fucked up. Well, you know, and, and I'll be real honest, guys. Uh, that, that's my whole point with this whole thing. I'm not looking. I, I don't care what the numbers are. I, I really don't. I'm here to provide entertainment, to talk wrestling, to have a good time. 
and to give the fans back the show that they wanted. And that's what Wrestling News Live is. I mean, obviously, other shows on this network, uh, we're all fan-friendly, we're all fan-interactive, and we want you to be a part of what we do. And if we didn't love it, we wouldn't do it. And that's the main reason we're doing it. Lord knows if you sons of bitches would let me retire a long time ago, I probably would have. Yeah, and then you know what? You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge religious guy, so I'm going to say it like this. The Lord does things for a reason. And the reason why you haven't retired, and the reason why J.J.'s still doing this, and you know, the whole issue back in the day lit a fire on this J.J.'s ass, it was for a specific reason, for us to be who we are and bring everything out that we want to bring out, you know? Well, I said this a long time ago in one of my brilliant, you know, five minutes that I had. Um, <laughs> you know, TNA can have its own nation, the WWE can have the universe, and Bubba can have his army, but I'll take the Wrestling News Live family any day of the week. Of course, man. We're a family, and that's nothing going to break us up, you know? There's nothing to break up this family, you know? It's absolutely positively true. Man. And... Okay, listen, um, let's see, it is 1.19 a.m., I got class at 9.30 in the morning, all the way out in Queens, New York, so that's like a trip, and I still got homework to finish, so I'm going to get off and let other people get on, but I'm going to talk to you guys sometimes during the week, and um, I can't wait for Unplugged, actually, because I think Sean has a game that he wants to review that I'm actually interested in hearing, Heavy Rain. Yeah, I need to hear that, too, because I, I haven't been able to do much research on it. There's that one in the new Battlefield I'd like to have him review also. Yeah, man. I can't wait for that one, actually. You know, that is, I'm, I'm actually getting a PS3 for that game, particular game. Although, I'll tell you this much. You probably won't see much interaction from the dog tomorrow night during uh, Carnage Crew or Unplugged because I prepaid for MLB 2K, and I'm going to start working on my perfect game to get my million dollars tomorrow night. Oh, you got MLB 2K? Damn, I'm getting MLB 10 to show. <laughs> Yeah, but you're on PlayStation 3. Actually, I'm on PSP. <laughs> MLB The Show is a better game, but they're saying they tweaked that they tweaked uh, MLB. Oh, 2K9 uh, was horrible. 2K9 was horrible. They supposedly tweaked 2K10. They had a big article about it in one of my gaming magazines that I have a subscription to. But uh, because they did such a bad job with last year's game, they really went all out on this year's version. Yeah, because they got um they got the um guys behind NBA 2K10 um virtual um virtual visual concepts and they do a good job with their video games anyway. So yeah, it's up to my co-host here. But by the time his show airs tomorrow night, I'll have a pretty good grasp of the game. I might call in and give a little review of 2K10. Uh, you know what? You're always welcome. I mean, uh, you're a partner in this uh, network that's not a network, so feel free to to give me a call tomorrow night for unplug. That's that's fine with me, Trey. You know that. Well, CJ, we appreciate you coming on, man, and we will holler at you next week. Uh, definitely, and I'm sorry for missing the opening Carnage Crew show. You know, I'll be in, I'll be at, I'll be at the school doing my thing. So yeah, well, that's why they make archives, brother. Pretty much that, and I finally got the archive archiver to work. I'm going to start recording now, so they have it for archives well, there you for go. everything. So yeah, damn school, damn cheap ass school, but I love it, man. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna see y'all later. All right, CJ, take it easy, buddy. Later. All right. All right, as one leaves, we have another waiting in the wings, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? Well, well, you can't have a show without, <coughs> without me calling in to talk about random shit. True What's that. up, man? I must just relax and just thought we'd talk about a bit of news that we broke about a few hours ago about Awesome Kong apparently being released from TNA Wrestling. Yeah, we saw the writing on the wall with that. Um, 
I hate that it happened because of why it happened. You know what I mean? I, I hate that. It, I hate that things went down the way it went down. But I, I, I almost think to myself, does she already have a WWE deal in her hand? Mm. In order, you know what I mean? Because the way she left, she, you know, it was like she asked for it. I hope that Bubba likes the taste of Hulk Hogan's ass because he's, 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 he's going to be kissing it for a long, long time because this is by the, their top knockout to keep yeah. a backstage announcer that no one likes. And everybody was asking me earlier, what do I think they'll do with the tag belts? Well, they'll probably just do like they did with Angelina Love and just kind of ride her out of the storyline. Well, she did something. She's not here tonight. Here's the belt. tournament time or something. Yeah, the, well, they might, might say, well, they could be straight up because they were straight up about when... Um, when Angelina um, got released, saying she got released, so belts are up. Goosey's got the point right there in the chat room. Kong's too big to be a WWE diva, but uh, so was she, Phoenix when she first came in. I thought so. she would eat. She would eat the divas and the men, and eat, and eat the belts all at the same time. She um, maybe they put her in the same kind of role they had China in when China was there. Only that, you know, Flair or not Flair. Uh-oh. Kong's got a better head on her shoulders than China did, so we'll see. Well, now, hold on a second. Is this actually confirmed? I know that she had said something on her Twitter, but I've yeah, yet to Twitter. hear anything from TNA right now saying that she's been released. Yeah, her Twitter said, I'd like to thank um, at TNA Dixie and all, all her employees at TNA for wishing me the best in their future endeavors. But according to backstage news um, sources, um, it says that, that they're still unaware of her not being with TNA and up and up to an, up to an hour ago, um, uh, she 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 was still employed. So she's not she she's not officially been released, but according to her Twitter, she has. I think tomorrow will be the telltale of what happens with this. Depends if you go on in the morning and see that her name has been removed from the TNA Wrestling website. Well, that I would th- I would think the TNA website, as much as she's been you know as, as good an employee as she's been to them, that they would put something up on the front page of TNAWrestling.com. dot com. They very, very, they very, very do that. They, well, they don't want to. Uh, and two, they're probably trying to figure out a way to keep her there. I'm sure that I know there was there was problems, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, she's one of their most popular knockouts and a legitimate and if, badass. Her, if it comes down to her, Bubba, that's a pretty easy decision. I don't know if you're Hogan. I mean, you know, Kong is not licking your ass, but you know, I, it's kind of sad that you know I don't know where. You know, you know, Hulk Hogan starts, and you know, Bubba the Love Sponge ends. I mean, it's pretty bad with those two. I think that she should just go on the indie scene and take on Jumbo Saruta. I think she should give him a Chono kick. Chono kick for the win, boys, for the win. Giant uh, Renard. I'll jump off and let who else decide to call in. All right, Crowley, uh, appreciate it, buddy. All right, cool. see you, all right, like I said, we uh, we get rid of one, and, and guess what? We have another. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? And the international invasion keeps going. You get rid of the guy from England, you bring in the guy from Australia. Take a oh. guess who it is, boys. Mace! Oi, Mace, bring me another shrivel of Bobby, mate. Oi! Oh, God, that was horrible, JJ. Two things, the only two things worth a fuck from Australia is Fosters and Keith Urban. And Crocodile Dundee. I don't mean anything. Fuck you, redneck. What about Crocodile Dundee, Trey? Come on, that was a great movie. Paul Hogan is awesome. That's not a knife. Now this is a knife. He's like a national treasure to you guys, isn't he? No. Really? Not really. 
He's a guy uh, who's gone into obscurity down here. Well, he, probably down has, he probably has a shopping center named after him somewhere. Probably. I haven't found it. Not that I actually go looking for that type of crap. What do you want to talk about, you Australian bastard? Man, I was going to talk about Awesome Kong, but, you know, Crowley got in before me and got you guys talking about it, so... It's going to be a welcome back to the airwaves, boys. You know, going back to the days when I first started listening to you, it used to be I'd listen to WNL, and then the next night it was WTR, back in the days when JJ was on it. And it's funny how times change, I'll tell you what. Apparently we're having an issue with the stream. I'm looking no, into that as we see it, just continue to go on. The base jumps the- on... Mace jumps on the show and fucks it up for everybody. Mace, hey, everybody go home now. Mace fucked up the party for everybody. Yeah, how unusual. Blame it on my net. Jeez. <laughs> What's wrong with you, boy? Are you still on that cheap-ass internet where you go and listen to, like, one show a week? No, because I'm actually on two shows a week, so I had to up it. Okay. So I'm destroying your shit, man. <laughs> It's the old Ustream curse. Yeah, pretty much, man. Pretty much. It, it took us Especially one night. nobody can hear. It took us one <laughs> night to pull up Ustream. Well, goddamn, hey, mate. Surprise you guys and blow it up mind. straight away. <laughs> yeah, I was watching the numbers pile in at the beginning of the show, and it went from 30 to 60 in like a heartbeat. And I went, oh, no, we're going to crash this son of a bitch. And yeah, it well, did. if you get that much on the start, well... Hell, do it again next week. Make it even bigger, man. Hopefully, anybody man. can do it. It's you guys. Hopefully, word gets around in this small town. All right, guys, we'll be right back with more wrestling news live right here on SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's a network. You're always in my head now. You made me lose my mind, and I've got you in my bed now. Claws on you, the time is moving so slow. You made sure it was high. 
All right, guys, we're back right here, Wrestling News Live. Uh, unfortunately, this is obviously going to be something you're hearing on the archive. Apparently, we have blown Ustream way the fuck up tonight. Not really <laughs> sure what happened, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I have tried to get back on the stream, but it's not going to happen. So I think we're going to close things out. Again, man, you guys made this a successful debut for WNL, and uh, we'll look at having an alternate stream next week. So we can have the U stream, and if it craps out, we'll have a shoutcast as well. But holy shit, Trey, what the, what the fuck happened? I don't know, man. It, it's just you know, this wouldn't be the first time that Wrestling News Live has crashed a, a website that's broadcast this. Be you know, we've done it several different times, but I never expected U stream to crap out on us the way that it did. I'll, I promise you that. But uh, that's just because we got so many people trying to listen and call in at the same time. I guess. Well, you know, I, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure what happened. I know this. I know the sound died for everybody else. When I went to my window, UStream was frozen. I stopped the broadcast, tried to restart it a couple of times, and the uh, the meter that you know, like where you see the music and, and where you're talking, the the voice amp meter was yeah. stuck all the way, like we were talking or something. So I tried three or four times restarting the broadcast, stopping it, restarting. So then I closed it out, tried to go back in, and uh, it's the same problem I had a couple weeks ago on Sunday Night Showdown. Once you do that, if, if the proper procedure doesn't happen where you can log out, and obviously that was a problem of Ustream, not my computer, uh, it won't let you log back in. So that's that's kind of what we're having. But Ustream did freeze. I don't know what happened. It just totally froze. Well, let's go ahead and just wrap this up tonight then, and uh, we'll come back next week bigger and better than ever. And uh, do it all again. Sounds good. Like I said, we'll definitely have uh, a different stream option. We'll probably have a shoutcast up next week. But we're still going to stick with Ustream and see what happens. Again, I apologize, guys, for uh, for any problems. And maybe, again, maybe I can talk JJ into going to just shoutcast because I'm a big fan of the shoutcast. He's a big fan of Ustream. So we'll see. We'll, we'll figure something out. Maybe we'll just have both just in case. Something falls apart like it did tonight. No, you, know, you I, never know. You know, it's live radio. I still say send all your hate mail to uh, to Mace. I think <laughs> it's it's a problem that happened when we brought Mace on the program. I think that his shitty internet has killed my stream tonight, ladies and gentlemen. That's all Mace's saying. fault. Yeah, yeah. All my fault. All my fault. I'm blaming the Austin. Now uh, I'll take the blame. You guys, this week it was you stream. Next week, try and make it the internet, guys. I reckon you could do it. Oh, we can do go. it. We can do it. it. It's you, so I mean, it's possible. Uh, now, we went to break playing the Voodoo Vegas song, So Unkind, which Trey alluded to earlier in the night. These are guys that are probably going to be doing a Wrestling News Live theme song for us. Uh, but you actually had another song of the night, I do believe, Trey Dog. so I'm going to let you set that up. Well, you know, it's the anniversary of the passing of JSK three years ago today on March the 1st. And, um, you know... This band, Caroline Spine, they were really good friends of mine, and we, we, we ironically, we called it the family. Um, basically, Caroline Spine helped a friend of mine, Matt Mays, get in a band called Lucid, and Matt then found me in a karaoke bar and said, "Hey, man, you need to be singing for a band." And he helped me put my, you know, helped me get in my first band, Lieutenant Dan. And uh, basically, we called it the family, and we all opened up for one another. And you know, we got to we got the opportunity to open up for Lucid, and uh, they turned around and opened up for Caroline Spine at a, at a great show in Tulsa, and one of the you know 
best moments of my life, one of my favorite memories of my life. Um, so I was really, really in with the band Caroline Spine, and then Scott, the bass player, moved in right next door to me in my apartment building, and that was, man, a bad idea on all accounts, but uh, good times were had, nonetheless. Uh, but one of the biggest bands to ever come out of the Tulsa, the biggest band probably to come out of the Tulsa area, uh, they've been on several soundtracks, American Werewolf, the, the remake, um, they sang the title track for the movie Varsity Blues. Um, they were on tour with Aerosmith and Kiss for a long time. Uh, they did a lot of Vegas shows with Aerosmith and Kiss, and and it was just you know there were a bunch of great guys, a bunch of great musicians. Since then, the band has broken up. Um, Jimmy, the lead singer, has gone on to do his own thing, and he has a new band. They're calling themselves Caroline Spine. It's not the same guys. But they're doing the same music, and with Jimmy singing, you can't hardly tell that, you know, that, that it's a different band. But I'm a, I'm a big fan of the original band, which was Jimmy and Mark and Jason and 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 uh, you know the guys that, that were the original Caroline Spine. So, one of JSK's favorite songs was from Caroline Spine, and I took JSK on New Year's Eve several years ago to Tulsa to, you know, meet a bunch of my old friends from high school and, and my family and everything for the first time. And we eventually went from being just paying customers to I bartended that night. It was a grand opening for a brand new bar in Tulsa on New Year's Eve and they had Caroline Spine as their as their band for the night. And it was sold out months in advance before the bar was even open they sold that place out. And we literally spent a week painting and, and you know, nailing and just building this bar to get it ready for New Year's Eve. Even though we didn't live in Oklahoma and Tulsa at the time, we were going to go back the next day to Branson. But they needed help, so they hired us that week and paid us by the hour and then paid me to bartend and him to be the main bouncer right in front of the stage to protect Caroline's spine from the listeners and the fans. And he stood right in front of Jimmy, the lead singer, the whole night. Then he eventually got to meet the band, and you know they became one of his favorite bands. It was just a great night for him. I'm glad he was able to to share that with me, as you know, big a fan of the band as I was. Um, but one of his favorite songs, and one of mine too, was a song by Caroline Spine called "So Good Afternoon," and that's going to be our song of the night. Tonight, in memory of JSK, it's Song of the Night. Hey, Song of the Night. Don't care what those others say. It's the Song of the Night. Play it, brother. All right, JSK, take it away for us, my friend. We miss you, buddy. We love you. Cool. With that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, Peace 420. Kiss my ass. Good night, white people. I'm out. <laughs> I'll try my luck at Flo and Normandy And have some dude beat the living shit out of me Well he haunts me, he taunted me 
just found out that he's been set free. So I'll go and tell my girlfriend I think she's ugly. Get laid, so I became a musician. 